Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Honey Beer Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Johnson. With Thanksgiving coming faster and faster and faster, I know uh, right now we're probably right in the peak of the rut whenever you're listening to this. But Thanksgiving is coming around the corner, and that means Black Friday, Cyber Monday. And today we're going to be talking with Jacob Coons, who is a bit of a gear nut. And he thinks this time of year, Black Friday, that weekend, and Cyber Monday, is an excellent time for hunters to take advantage of a lot of uh, discounted, deep discounts uh, for hunting gear and equipment. And so that's what we talk about today. He's going to throw some suggestions my way. He's going to talk about why this might be important. Also, uh, he... We talk about planning for this date. So right now, just write some some of the stuff you need down on a piece of paper and uh, and then keep an eye on that type of stuff. He even talks about a couple apps that he uses to find good deals. So uh, very cool, very unique and interesting podcast uh, that's pretty relevant given the time of year. Hopefully all of you guys are out there grinding. You've either found success or you're in the process of getting the job done. I'm um, sending good vibes your way. Uh, huge shout out to Code Blue Sense. Okay, these guys support this podcast, and the cool thing about that is, man, I have got a ton, and I mean a ton, of pictures with bucks and does, all deer, visiting my mock scrape kit that I have, uh, uh, the Rope Dope system, and so I do have a discount code NFC20, and that's going to get you 20% off for uh, Code Blue Sense. Not only do they offer the Rope Dope system, the the preorbital gland uh, kit, they also offer synthetic and real uh, deer scent uh, products like urine, and then of course your scent free or scent elimination products like. Uh, laundry soap or laundry detergent uh, bath soap uh, shampoo anything to clean your your clothes or clean your body and make it scent free including sprays if you're into that Uh, go check out codebluesense.com and uh, use the discount code nfc20 all right that's the intro let's get into today's episode with jacob coons three two one. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Hunting Gear Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Johnson, and today we are joined by Jacob Coons. And, uh, dude, we're going to talk about Black Friday. That's right. That's Black- right. we got to have a... I mean, we're in the peak of the rut right now, Dan, and I know I know you, you, you've been experiencing it. Uh, we've all seen and heard about, uh, you know, the buck that you shot uh, recently. And, and before we get into the the gear stuff i do want to say i think what you're putting out on on instagram right now proves that you're the hugh hefner of whitetails um because uh, wait a second I, we're all oh, <laughs> okay go ahead, go. <laughs> no 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 no. you finish you finish we're all upset for you we're all really upset about this buck you shot but let's be clear you're showing pictures of new bucks and maybe this is the buck and all this stuff <laughs> And I'm like, holy crap, man. I mean, this guy is like any of these. Well, they're all tens. They're all perfect tens. And so you're the Hugh Hefner in, in full sneak gear needs to have a, 
a Playboy bunny or a, a deer head shaped in the form of a, of a Playboy bunny because that's you right now. Okay, you're killing you're killing everybody else right now. You, you know, <laughs> I'll I'll take that as a compliment because like, who growing up, even from the 1950s, I think I think it was the 40s or the 50s when Playboy started, even to, to even today by today's standards. Who would not have wanted to trade places with <laughs> Hugh Hefner at some point in their life? Well, I know you just read the article, Stan. So Ex- I, I was an I article know. guy. Yeah, I was definitely <laughs> definitely an, an article guy. It is it is an interesting dynamic. He would have three women around him, all <laughs> pretty much the same, and uh, you know they're all. 170 180 i mean not that yeah they're bo- they, they were all, all booners they were all booners, <laughs> all booners. And they were all booners and uh, but but here's the thing about having having multiple girlfriends like like he had and that is <laughs> if he was a bow hunter or a whitetail hunter and it was it. yeah it was time just <laughs> going hunting he's getting it three ways before he walks out the door every day I, I went yesterday exactly. evening, yesterday evening, Dan, and I'm, and it's just like, uh, I'm on the way home and, uh, and, and all, you know, all havoc is broken loose at the house. And I'm just like, honey, I'll talk to you when I get home about, yeah. it. you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah, there's no way. Yeah. No, I don't, I, I don't want to live that life. I don't want to be Hugh Gaffner, but no, uh, no, but uh, not, uh, anymore. We... <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> I want to be the single guy. Ex- I want to yeah. be the the white-tailed bum that hunts three different states and, and all that's out of the right. land by the river. Right, right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, dude. Uh, Black Friday. Why should us hunters be concerned with Black Friday? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. This may sound controversial. Um, I take it we're going to talk about Black Monday or Black, Black Friday that weekend and then Cyber Monday, right? So, so... I think of that as that's a woman's thing. And, and mm. I know that sounds, you know, like my wife, she gets together with some like other family members, all women, and they go do their thing. And I stay home and I watch football. Okay. And yeah. I, I watch yeah. the kids. It's not a big deal. I, I, I actually enjoy it. But that's like a, you know, why should we as men and i say that confidently because 97 percent of my demographic who listens to this podcast and follows me is men right why do we need to be concerned with black friday and cyber monday well i mean i I, i'll counter that with another question like when you go to your uh, well your south dakota hunt your mule deer hunt um i am sure that maybe there's some gear while you were out there maybe you were like man you know it sure would be nice to get um some down pants. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never, I don't have any down pants or I want to upgrade these down pants while I'm glassing, or, uh, I want some, um, some binos with image stabilization, but man, they're super pricey or I got to replace my, my boots. My boots aren't, aren't doing what they should do. And so, uh, or even as you hunt, as we hunt whitetails here in the East, it's like, Hey, you know, I've got these sticks that are, sort of outdated, they're heavy, they're noisy, or I want to start one sticking, uh, or maybe I, I'm hunting public and I'm, um, you know, I see these guys using kayaks or canoes and, and I'm like, crap, I, I don't, 
I've got a little sedan. I can't transport something like that. What could I get? Maybe I want to get a kayak or a canoe, or maybe I want to get something else that might work, help me get away from hunting pressure or across a, a river or a creek or pond. And so I think this is the time to really look at things. And this is when these companies, these hunting companies or just outdoor companies really want to move inventory. They're trying to, right. I mean, they obviously call it Black Friday for a reason, or like Dan, you've talked about your e-bike, how much you like it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I could maybe get a deep discount on an e-bike. And so that's why I think it's important right now, even though we're in the middle of the prime whitetail season, just to keep an eye out and look at, um, you know, some of the big companies, some of the small companies and, and start keeping tabs on prices and get ready for, you know, Black Friday sometimes starts a week before, you know, the traditional right. Black Friday. Right. Uh, sometimes the sales are in the store only, or sometimes they're online. And then you've got these other websites, Dan, that are retailers like uh, Midway USA or Black Ovis or Go Hunt or Gearful. And they may have like a big sale on on particular on a particular boot that you're looking for that you might not be able to get anywhere else. And so I think to answer your question, yeah, I mean, I, I totally get it. Like it's, it seems like it's a woman's thing. The, the women go out shopping and, and all that stuff, but this is a real, every year I buy something big for myself where, and I've saved some significant coin on it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what you're saying now is as we start to listen to the, you know, as people are listening to this podcast and the clips start to go up on Instagram, um, really what we're trying to convey is start keeping tabs on what it is that you need or would like to upgrade in your gear and then start looking for those as Black Friday and Cyber Monday start to approach. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Like and, and I think, you know, in a few weeks here or a few in January, you're gonna have the ATA show. Yes. And, you know, go back to uh ATA stuff from last year. And, and look at the, the the stuff on YouTube for products that jumped out at you and you thought, man, that looks pretty cool. And now some of these are from smaller companies like, and, and I'll, I'll go ahead and dive into one of my purchases. Like I, I had some old climbing sticks. Um, I bought the Latitude SS Carbon sticks this year and, um, and it wasn't on a Black Friday sale or anything like that. I paid full retail, but those freaking sticks have changed you know, have up, have been a significant upgrade for me in my whitetail hunting because they are super lightweight. They're half the weight of what my previous sticks weighed. They attach really well to the tree. They're rock solid. They're not, there's no moving parts. There's no metal. And so for me, that was a significant upgrade. And so I'm continually looking for other upgrades in my whitetail set. Um, the, um, you know, one of the things that I'm looking at is maybe going to a one stick and, you know, Eastern Woods Outdoors has, you know, a really solid uh, one stick. I think it's called the Ultimate One Stick. It's a, uh, I'm going to look, look at my notes here. It's it's a couple hundred bucks and it's a small company, but maybe these smaller companies like uh, Eastern Woods Outdoor or some of these other uh, smaller organizations, maybe they offer some additional incentive at this point in time, like around Black Friday to to get you to spend your money. Maybe they throw in something like uh some straps or Mm -hmm. some sort of a some sort of extra gear so they might not give you a discount because they can't do that because they're so small but i think for me it's about trying to identify 
some of those um, some of those upgrade products. And and sometimes I look back again at ATA stuff that jumped out as being innovative. And in in those latitude sticks, I think they won some sort of award at last year's ATA. Yeah. So I think that that's always exciting to sort of circle back on to some of that. Yeah. This is just a random question that popped into my head, but. Yeah. Now is the time of year. Some companies have already done it. Others are in the process of doing it or coming up fairly soon between now and, and January 1. And that's when these companies release their new bows. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so my thought that popped into my head would be as the hype builds for these new bows from these manufacturers, the, the, the old bows become less relevant, but they're still yeah. brand new and they still yeah. haven't been shot. And these bow companies have put themselves into a position where they have to release, especially the flagship, you know, uh, models. They have to release a new bow every year to um, stay in the market, right? And so yeah. my thought goes to wait until the bow is released the new bow from your favorite brand whatever that is is released maybe it's time for me i've been shooting my bow tech now for three years and mm -hmm. this is my third season with it and i'm going to upgrade this next year okay and i'm probably not go going to buy a brand new 1000 shit up to two thousand dollar bow uh brand new bow i'll probably buy an older model still a new bow but, you know, mm -hmm. you're going to be able to say, hey, man, I'll take it off you for cheap because I know that, you know, it's like you're not going to sell it with the new flagships that are out. No, I totally agree with you. It's funny you mention it because I I bought my bow 10 years ago. It's it's over over 10 years old. It's a Hoyt Vector. I bought it for 500 bucks off eBay. And it's it, it's been a great bow. I've shot I've killed a million things with it. And I'm probably not going to upgrade for a long time because I, it shoots so well. But. I was on eBay the other day, just looking at the, like Hoyt just released their new bow yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, yep. And Matthews is going to release theirs. And to your, to your, uh, to your point, exactly. As we wind down out of hunting season, December, January, et cetera, everybody that has the phase four Matthews that's been using it this year, it's going to go up on eBay. It's going to flood that site and you might be able to get a good, get a good deal. They're going to hold their value because yeah. they're good bows, mm -hmm. but, but you're going to save a couple hundred dollars. And that guy may have shot it, you know, 50 times or 75 times. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll say this specifically about Matthews. Um, one of my gripes with the, that company in the past has been, I've, I, there's certain brands that do this and I'm not saying it's just Matthews, but Matthews is one, one example. And they are they they are a very well built bow, a very good bow, but there's something about their marketing that I just couldn't get around. Like just like I felt like it was an elitist type company. You know what I mean? Dan, you you said you're a couple years ago you had the Matthews guys on. Mm-hmm. And, and I actually messaged you. You probably don't remember. I messaged you because it, they came off that way on one of your podcasts. I don't know if it was hunting gear or nine finger chronicles. And it was like, well, we're just the best. We're just the best. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I sort of agree with you. I think they've changed that tone a little exactly. bit. Exactly. I've noticed that. I feel, I feel like they've come, they've taken a step back from that. 
like I'm a huge fan of companies and I'll, I'll, I'll say one uh, right now, Huntworth. I'm yeah, a huge yeah. fan of Huntworth because their marketing, um, their, their, their clothes are badass. My first year wearing them, dude, love it. Love it. Uh, what I'll say is aside from the, the elite brands like Sitka Kuyu, uh, First Light, I, I consider those three elite, the elite top tier uh, gear companies. If you want to take just a step down, you go to uh, Huntworth and their marketing is very e- inclusive to all people, whether yeah. you are filthy rich or you, you you know you have no money for hunting gear i feel like that's an every man's brand you know i was looking at that this morning uh their website this morning because of how much you've talked about them and um because i was thinking about you know well hey that's another brand that you want to put on your radar for black friday mm-hmm. as we approach Absolutely. that will they have cyber deals or you know i don't know where they're lo- what retailers they're in but definitely um some of these off brands like like not off brands but brands that you just hear less of like yeah. like a, like a huntworth yeah yeah and um uh, and and so the the saying with huntworth is 90 i think the guy said 80 90 percent of the quality of the elite brands but 50 percent of the cost right Got it. and so yeah. and so I don't know. And, and definitely they're going to, I'm almost positive. They're going to throw some kind of black Friday deal at you. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. you know, I bought, um, so last, I think it was last year. Now I, I don't know if you've heard of, of mountain ops. Mm-hmm. They're, they, they're, they're a supplement company, but they've also, and it's sort of Western focused, Yep. but they're also, they've also started adding some clothing mm-hmm. and some Merino. And I bought last year for, they're, they were a hundred bucks normally. I think they're still a hundred bucks, but I know that I just got an email this morning about an upcoming Black Friday sales, thirty percent off. I bought these zip-off merino wool long underwear, and um, I love them. I mean, Dan, I absolutely love them because I, I used them earlier this week. It was in the thirties in the morning. It got into the seventies in the afternoon, and I just I was getting warm, and I just pulled those zips down. Did the Velcro, yanked them up. It's almost like, like a chip and, it's almost like chip and dust. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Uh, so, um, so anyways, I, I just, uh, to your point, like, I mean, there's other, we talk about Sikas and Kuyus and First Lights, but there's a lot of other companies out there yeah. where we can like look for different types of gear, whether it's Huntworth or, or some other company, other brand like Mountain Ops, where we can find a deal on something that's going to help us in the field. Maybe it's new base layers or, mm-hmm. or what have you. But yeah. um, to- I totally agree. Totally agree. I like, I like what I see from Huntworth so far. I need to spend more time on that. Yeah. And so there's a lot of companies that are, are bringing out everything new and exciting right before Christmas. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But their old stuff's still real good. And yeah. so, I feel like whether it's secondhand, like on a Craigslist or a Facebook marketplace or eBay, like you said, you're going to be able to find some great deals, not necessarily just from a Black Friday sales point before discounted older models of whatever it is that you're looking at. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, 
one of the things that I've I use a lot is um, you know I'm looking at I mentioned those websites that mm -hmm. sell product, but there's an app that you can get on your phone uh, called Black Friday. Okay. And to your to your to your earlier point, Dan, it's got um, a lot of women's stuff on it. It's got you know JC Penney's and and you know a bed, lot of clothing. Bed stores. Bath and Beyond. It does that have that. Yeah, That's my yeah. favorite store. One of my favorite stores. Oh wait, you know what? I think that went bankrupt. Honestly, Bed Bath and Beyond went bankrupt. Yeah, yeah, it's gone. Actually, I know it's gone. Bed Bath and Beyond is no longer. I'm sorry, dude. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> dang man, I really loved going in there with my wife and smelling candles for 20 minutes and smelling <laughs> hand lotions and just like go walking out of there going. For some reason, I felt like my testosterone dropped dramatic, like dramatically after walking well, into that store. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, but was... I did walk out smelling like cucumber melon. <laughs> so, I mean, on the, the Black Friday app, for example, it has all the ads for all the different stores. And so, but it also has like Bass Pro Shop, Shields, uh, Academy, Rural King. And so instead of you searching through those ads, you can type something in that you're looking for specifically. Okay. Like say, uh, you know, Sitka, and it'll pull up all the clips of Sitka or, or, or First Light or whatever that it's actually sold through a retailer. And so um, I think it's a great way to start looking for gear that sort of, um, you know, where, you, you know, we don't get the newspaper anymore. Right. So, you know, use that app to find the deals that you're looking for. I'm looking for a new shotgun mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm able to just type in shotgun and it'll pull up all the different shotguns that are available at these different retailers. But I think, I mean, to your point, Dan, as we approach, you know, the end of the year, I mean, the end of the hunting year is sort of got to be sort of the end of the fiscal year for mm -hmm. these hunting companies. And they got to be looking to get rid of stuff. You mentioned the new bows. I, th I think, um, you know, I think camo gets, you know, can get deeply discounted as we get into January, February at some of these retailers. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and I think, but, but I'll ask you, I mean, what about, you know, what do you think are some of the, the gear things that you're, that you would want this year? Do you feel like your gear set is tight for both when you're hunting mule deer or when you're hunting whitetails? What are your thoughts? Yeah. So gear for me right now, and, and you, you got to remember I have, what's the word curated Yeah, my gear set for 15 years now. Right. And mm -hmm. so everything that I have is something that I actually need. And so not only have I gone through the phase of, um, collecting all of this gear and equipment, but I'm also now into the stage where I take that gear and I start to weed out things that I have not used in previous years anymore. And I give it away like my stepdad or I throw it in a corner and maybe my kids can use it when they get older. Or, I mean, even like most, most of my other camo brands that I don't wear anymore, I've thrown on Facebook marketplace and I'm just like five bucks, come pick it up type stuff. You know what I mean? And yeah. so right now I would say, I'll be honest, like I'm all about mobile hunting, okay? Yeah. Uh, been hunting out of a saddle a ton this year, all right? 
feel I'm feeling comfortable in a saddle. But I have a couple rut funnel type scenarios that a tree stand is goes in there and it's permanent. Like it's going to be permanent. I'm a huge fan of the old lone wolves. I believe now they're Novex, right? Yeah. That same yeah. style of hang on, you know, that they have. But as I get older, <laughs> like it's gonna like some of the hardcore mobile guys that follow like follow this might get a little pissed at me but dude i saw one of those what do they call those the jumbo uh from millennium that's like the 250 or the monster mm-hmm. or whatever i forget mm-hmm. it's called but it's huge platform very comfortable seat it's almost like a recliner and you can just you know obviously it's not a mobile setup but it's something that you can put into a uh, like a permanent rut type situation and and it will it will be there forever and and you just kind of relax in it right and so I, I find myself thinking about stuff like that as of right yeah. now I I was watching an episode of Heartland Bow Hunter and I really love the, the content that those guys put out it's really well done really well produced but i do see them sit in those box blinds and mm-hmm. i'm i'm kind of jealous i'll be honest with you <laughs> like i i just i'm like gosh it looks so freaking comfortable i almost feel like it could be like my little office yeah where i'm sitting out in a cornfield or whatever and i'm just working and i'm like oh there's a the buck okay here we go you know yep. And so I hear you, man. Comfort, yeah. it's, I mean, I'm getting old and uh, I, I'm i I'm hunting out of a saddle myself. I'm trying to be light and cover ground and cover mm-hmm. miles. But boy, it would be nice to get something where I just sort of chill and, yeah. and hunt. Because there, there are days where I sit and it feels like I've wasted a day of productivity. I'm not working. Right. I'm not doing anything and, and nothing came through. No bucks, nothing, you know, yeah. so... I, I hear you. A big, a big, uh, a big tree stand or a big box blind. I think would be pretty awesome. I'll say this: before a box blind, though, before before I go and get a box blind, I need to plant food plots. Mm. I feel like I would need to plant some food plots because uh, uh, I need to get the deer in front of me <laughs> while I'm in the box blind, right? Yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. and so. Uh, I don't know, unless they make some kind of very mobile, like I just remember growing up, all the farmers had old grain wagons that they would build a platform in it. And then they would build some kind of like really poorly constructed cover over top of the grain wagon. And then you would just stand in the grain wagon with your head or your shoulders above. And then, you know, if you wanted to move it, you'd hook it up to your truck and you'd pull it to the next spot. So whatever. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a whole new, you know, the, the food plots and then the meticulousness of how these, some of these properties are laid out. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, that's a completely different podcast, but it's kind yeah. of interesting. It's like, it's almost, it almost takes some of the fun out of it, but yeah. uh, in terms of like, oh, if I sit here, my wind will never get me and they mm-hmm. always go through here, but that, yep. but, but ultimately it would be nice to have a, to have a big, a big, a big tree stand or a big box blind. Other than that, though, really the things that I I I find the most interest in are like accessories. 
Yeah. Uh, and what I mean by that is because like, I like my broadheads. I'm not going to change that. Uh, like my arrows that I use, um, a huge fan of my, my rest, uh, my site, maybe, maybe I I'll find a site that I want to change this upcoming year, but, um, like tree, like screw in accessories that you can screw into a tree, like the little bow hooks or the bowl holders and very simple things like that, because there, there's a, like, you can go to Walmart and you can buy a three pack of hooks. They're mm. dull. You got to like almost put your entire body weight into it to get it into the tree. And so there's, there are a couple brands out there that I have found that are, man, very sharp, very well engineered to where you can just go pop and twist them. And then they, they, they basically self screw in. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions, Dan, and I'm going to make you feel like you need more stuff. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. Yep. All right. So, um, I don't know. I don't know how your um, South, South Dakota mule deer hunt went, mm -hmm. but I went on a, a Wyoming elk hunt this year solo, mm -hmm. and um, it was it was epic. It was you know, in every single way except I didn't fill my tag. Mm -hmm. So I, I had elk bugling every morning and every evening, and, and everything that I did w was on point from a prep standpoint. But I got busted. A, too many times okay and I've, and I've got something i want to show you that i bought a couple years ago for hunting pronghorn and i wish i would have got this for when i was elk hunting it's a it's a be the decoy hat yeah that is also a decoy of course obviously you don't want to use it during gun season and you want to make sure you're not hunting near a bunch of poachers but i think if i would have had an elk hat a cow elk hat like this um, I think it might have given me a split second longer with some of those with some of those elk that busted me. But I can't tell right have... now. I can't tell right now if you're trying to feed me shit or if you're being serious. No, people have killed. I'm not, these things freaking work. So these things freaking work. And I'm just wondering, do you feel like on your solo hunts when you're hunting mule deer, have you ever wished that you would have had something that covered your movement like, like oh that mule deer buck thinks I'm a, a doe or a mule deer doe or whatever. Do you feel like, because I, again, I don't know what your experiences are like out there, but I just know for my solo hunt, I wish I had, had had something like this, mm -hmm. even though it looks freaking ridiculous. Mm -hmm. uh, because I'm like, dag on it. I got busted so many different times. And I, if I just had a split second, I probably could have got a shot off or whatever but yeah so it sounds like you're a no-go on the, the be the decoy hat. i'm not gonna wear a decoy hat i i mean okay i, <laughs> I like, <laughs> YouTube I, it, man it works okay okay well the next time i find myself and if one happens to find its way into my truck i will i just it just reminds me because it's probably the same exact material that it's used to make the Green Bay Packers cheese head. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, whatever. Um, okay. I okay. What, okay. I, what I need is uh, an invisible suit that makes me invisible mm. because my clumsy ass going through the prairie trying to spot and stalk mule deer, it just isn't working right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right uh, but, fair enough all but right. but so, fair enough I, I i respect you for bringing that up all right I, here's my next one okay i'm gonna throw this at you fastball do you process your own deer no 
Boom. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Here you go. You need to get a three-quarter horse uh, meat grinder, okay. horsepower meat grinder. Could be like 450 bucks from Cabela's. Mm-hmm. A fillet knife, and then I think it's called a gramble or whatever. It's you yep. know, the, the thing that sort of holds the – invest in that this, this Black Friday and quit sending your deer, unless it's family or somebody, or somebody that you really like to send your deer to. And save your, how much does it cost you every time you send your deer off? Um, between two fifty and three. And, Holy mackerel! But but that's with additional like beef added to. So I okay. I always for my family, I get twenty five percent beef added to my my ground deer, and then I also get sausages, um, or uh, like deer sticks and deer salami made as well. Okay, all right, all right. So admittedly, you know when you get that meat grinder. You're going to be just uh, making a lot of burger. And then if you watch enough YouTube, you can figure out how to cut your steaks like yep. like a, a sirloin tip. You know, it's on the it's on the back, you know, thigh of, of whitetail. That's your you know one of your best roasts, mm-hmm. roast cuts. Um, but uh, and then a dehydrator to make your own jerky. Mm-hmm. I mean, a dehydrator, I think it cost me maybe 250, 300, a nine tray dehydrator from Excalibur. I make my own deer jerky and um and and so i don't know how much it would cost me to get a deer process because i haven't done it in so long but i yeah. think it used to be like 150 bucks yeah and and if i got if i didn't have that grinder I, every time i shoot a deer i'd be like crap it's going to cost me another 150 bucks mm-hmm. like i don't want to shoot this dough because it's going to cost and it, now yeah. i process it myself i never lose any meat i know where the meat gets come from it's never mixed with any other anything else and I get all the cuts that I want. Now, again, I don't make the, the, the summer sausage and the meat sticks and all that kind of stuff. So I miss out on on some of that. But I bet you I could take some of that burger to someone and say, hey, can you make some of this? Yeah. And and it would cost me, you know, 75 bucks or 50 bucks. Or oh, yeah. 100%. I'm in on, on that. I, okay. Dude, if I could... I have a little bit, little corner in my garage right now. There's a whole bunch of just like stuff stacked. I would love mm-hmm. to get some kind of little pulley system to hang a deer up in there, a stainless steel table, um, a like a uh, electric meat grinder, like what you said, uh, and maybe yeah. even I have the knife set. For, I have an, um, a handful of really good knives from. Uh, uh, Oh man, what's the popular knife company that's disposable razor blades? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's the Outdoor Edge. Um, outdoor, yeah, yeah, outdoor yeah. Edge. And so I have a whole butchering kit from them that works very well. And so um, I got the knives, and then obviously just like the, the the plastic wrap in the in the freezer paper. And dude, like, yes, I'm in on that. I want that. It, and you and then go to Bearded Butchers, uh, the Bearded Butchers YouTube channel. If you haven't seen that, mm-hmm. I mean they process everything. They process. They're hunters, mm-hmm. and but they um, big time YouTube channel, and they'll show you how to process your own. You know the shoulders and mm-hmm. cut. You know cut out the. You know this particular steak out of the front shoulder and that sort of thing. It's so there's enough YouTube stuff where you can learn that stuff, uh, how to process your own game and make your own steaks. Um, all right, here's another one. You ready? Yep um when is the now you've had your bow for three years have yep. you changed out those bow strings yes this year i did 
Did you hire someone to do it or did you do it yourself? I had a, a bow specialist at Shields in Iowa City do it for me. Okay. So how much did it cost you, you remember? Just the price of the string. So they don't, uh, if you mm, buy, if you buy okay. the string from them, the labor is free. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, but you don't remember how much that was. <sighs> the string was like a hundred bucks. I think. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Hundred, hundred or hundred and twenty bucks, and then I think that was it. Like one between a hundred and hundred and twenty bucks. Okay. You know what? That's fair. I'll give you that. Yeah. I, but I bought a bro press from Last Chance Archery a couple mm -hmm. years ago. I bought some new strings this year from Gas Bow Strings. Now the strings are, you know, they were 180 bucks and our strings and cables, strings and cables, very, pretty expensive. I could have taken them somewhere that had someone do it and what might've cost me another, I don't know, hundred bucks or whatever. I have no idea what it cost, but I changed my own bow strings for my bow, for my kids' bows. I have two kids that shoot. Mm -hmm. And so investing in a bow press, in my opinion, is a good investment because you do all that work yourself. You're not leaving it up to some kid at Bass Pro or Cabela's right. and you get to become, you become a better archer or I have anyways, because I have had to teach myself some of this stuff. Again, you know, there's so many, uh, you know, Don Dudley has a school of knock mm -hmm. uh, series on literally everything in terms of tying your peep sight and, and, you know, putting, you know, changing out your cables and strings and all of that stuff. And so I think, you know, if those that are listening are interested, this is the time to keep an eye on those big ticket items like a bow press or a meat grinder or a dehydrator, because you can really save yourself some money. Mm -hmm. and, in, and over time, it's going to save you money in the long run, because you don't have to go to a bow shop to get stuff done. You can just do it in your basement. Right, right. Yeah, man, that makes a lot of sense. And before I buy a bow press, though, here's what I would need to do. I would need to, uh, I would need to learn from someone. I would need to go through some kind of class. And I know YouTube has all that stuff, but, mm -hmm. but YouTube's great. But I, here's what here's what um, I've had a couple buddies. I've had a couple buddies who have um, actually have gone and worked at a bow shop to learn how to do that. Telling the guy, listen, I want to learn how to do this so I can do it myself and then I'm going to quit. And the guy, the bow, yeah. the bow manager is like, yeah, that's fine. Whatever the shop. And so he gets a little extra help for a while, uh, if he's even paid at all. And, um, and so I would need to have that type of education before I bought a bow press, because there is some, there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff that you have to learn, uh, with a bow press. Like for me, um, a lot of stuff that I've learned in the past five years, like cam timing and being yeah. able to put in or take out twists and string and mm -hmm. where kisser buttons go and where peep sights go based off of whether you're using a wrist release or a tension release or a thumb release. Like they all have different, it, it, everything, every time you change something, something else has to change, uh, yeah. in, in your, uh, in your lineup, right. Even in through your site. And so I would need to feel more comfortable with that not type of knowledge base than I would just trying to watch a YouTube video and 
making it work. If that any of that makes sense. It does. It does. I mean, I, and I have to do trial and error with some of my stuff mm -hmm. with, you know, I do paper tuning and, yeah. and all of that. And, and, you know, it's not hardwired into my brain because I don't do it a thousand times a day. Like someone in a bow shop would. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I got to go find that video to watch that again on how to tie my peep set, you know, my peep right. side in or whatever. Right. Um, but I will interrupt you here and I will say this. Yeah. The, the meat grinding would love to do it. Working on my own bow would love to do it. To me, I pay for those things for for one reason, and that's convenience. Sure. Because sure. I I have little time as it is already. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. paying someone else to take care of that problem for me. Like when I go, you know, like here's my deer. I can drop it off. The place that I take it, I drop it off. All I have to do is gut it. And then mm -hmm. I have my tag on it and they will cape it out for me or, you know, Whatever needs to be done, they handle it from there. I walk in the shop. I check some boxes saying this is what I want. Hand it to them. They go, cool. We'll call you when it's ready. Right? And then for the bow, I go in. They do everything right there with me. I shoot my bow. They go, okay, well, let's try this twist in this string. Okay, now let's get out the paper. How's this looking? Is it looking good? Knock up, knock down, blah, 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 blah. And I walk out of there feeling very confident that it's been worked on and worked on properly. Mm. Okay. No, that's, that's fair. just me. That's fair. If I had more time, hundred percent, I'd be doing, doing all that stuff. Yeah. It does take up a lot of time for yeah. sure. And it, it, and it's a mess too, honestly, yeah. I, I got blood yeah. everywhere, but I will I say know. this, I will say this. Some of the big box stores, I'm not going to name which ones are dog shit. But there are yeah. places out there that, like you said, have just some average Joe who's been hired off the street to come in there and work. Oh, for sure. The reason that I like going to Shields is because the people who work there are participants in the activity of bow hunting, right? They're all yeah. hardcore bow hunters. So they all know how to do all that stuff. And so I like going there. But if it wasn't, if there's not like a Shields in your area, I would say go to a local bow, an actual bow shop and not a big box store for that kind of work. Yeah, no, that's fair. Because I have been in big box stores that where I'm like, I know more than that guy. Exactly. <laughs> it's like that uh, office meme that goes around where that kid goes up to one of the guys and goes, hey, can I help you today? And, and the guy goes, uh, I know more than you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've seen that. Yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. So, all right, I'm going to throw another one. Here we go. Okay. You are, um, I think, being very selfish with your time in the hunting woods by not filming your hunt stand because your audience <laughs> wants to see it. And so I know you used to film your hunts. Here we go. So what? So what? What kept? What keeps you from? I know. Obviously, there's more to carry. There's like, holy crap, he's moving in this from here to here. I got to move this thing, but. A lot of camera gear and cameras have changed a mm -hmm. lot since the last mm -hmm. time you did this. Yep. You're so, right. so let's talk about what's the reason why you don't film your hunts anymore. And get me more specific than it messes up my my shot or whatever. But that's it. That's it. I mean, really, that's it. My I don't film my hunts anymore because in 2014, I was trying to film the biggest buck that I would have ever shot. 
mm-hmm. and I did not get it. Number one, he, I, I was trying, I was messing with a camera when I should have been drawing back my bow. I watched yeah. him walk through two shooting lanes and then I took a poor shot on him on video. And so that mm-hmm. was the time where I said, what's, what am I trying to do here? Am I trying to kill deer or am I trying to take pictures of them? And mm-hmm. so I made the decision that you like, I'm not good at self-filming. I know there's a lot of guys out there who are, can do it both, but the, the, the predicament that I let's, let's just say the last, this last week when I, you know, I had that encounter with that big buck, I hit him high, whatever I trying to do that while he's 10 yards or excuse me, 20 yards, 30 yards closing in. And then having like with a hot doe in front of him, who's bouncing around and I'm trying to move it in the tree, but also try to clip in and, and, and do the, do this whole thing. Uh, uh-uh. uh, okay. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to add that chaos to my, not right now. Anyway, like I'd love to, dude, I would love to. You brought, you said in your podcast that said, I rushed the shot. Mm -hmm. I really think if you had a camera there, you would have slowed down. I would have thought you. Are you serious? Oh, I was like, you're out of your mind, dude. (laughs) Yes. I'm not allowed to be frivolous. Okay. Like, and I'll just, I'll just mention a couple products out there for everybody. Yep. If, if anybody is interested. So obviously you've got your, you know, your GoPros, which are not, they're, they're, they're fine, mm-hmm. but um, you know, they're very small and they catch capture sort of a wide angle. But um, this year, Genesis 3d printing came out with a, it's called sub one camera arm. It's 160 bucks, super small company, but they make a lot of uh, mobile hunting gear. And, uh, you know, it might be an idea, it might be a good idea to keep an eye on that, you know, that website to see if they throw something in or follow them on social media. And then Lone Wolf Custom Gear has a pretty good uh, camera arm that I know a lot of folks use. I personally, I, I'm sort of the same mindset, Dan. I, I bring, admittedly, I bring a GoPro. Uh, like I said, I went yesterday evening. Um, I have a sort of an attachment for my phone onto the tree. And every single time I get in the tree, it's like, do I really want to get that out? Like, do I really want to get out mm-hmm. my GoPro? And like, cause I, I really do, like I shot, a, I was fortunate enough to shoot a buck on October 1st, um, earlier this year. And it was really the last thing I was not going to hit record. Yeah. Like, you know, he came in, you know, thermals were running down you know, last light, all this stuff. He was at 10 yards and I'm just like focused on making a great shot. So I'm right there with you. I'm in, I'm in the same camp as you, even though I'm sort of playing with you a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's just a lot of stuff has changed with camera gear and you know, you're obviously everything's smaller, everything's lighter. I mean, they got fourth arrow camera arms. I've, I've seen those held those in my hand. They're very light. Right. Um, so it's not like you're adding a ton of weight to mm-hmm. to that it's just more stuff to set up and tear down in the tree i mean i'm already running an ozonics in the tree so when i get there i clip in right and then i gotta put up my ozonics and i gotta screw in my bow steps you know my boasts you know it's just it's one more thing again everything's lighter actually i have my camera right here for those of you on youtube you can see it i i still have the video camera but mm. i don't it's a good video camera. I just yeah. don't use it anymore. Mm. Um, you mentioned Ozonics. Mm-hmm. So uh, I have an Ozonics unit and 
I feel like I am in the same thing with the camera. I almost don't feel like bringing it mm -hmm. because it, it's, you know, I got to screw it in the tree or attach it to the tree somehow. But so you, you use that. Um, do you feel like, uh, I mean, you feel like it's still pretty, pretty effective when it comes to, I feel, wins. I feel that the company promotes it like it's like for the tree. Like a majority mm -hmm. of the promotion comes, hey, this is what, this is how our product works in the tree. I feel it shines outside of the tree, back at the back at the shop or uh, at your house or garage or whatever. When you yeah. take your clothes off, you put it in their closet or their dry wash bag and run a dry wash cycle, and it kills all the odor and bacteria on your clothing. That's where I feel like it shines. Right. However, mm -hmm. I have had like this year I was running an Ozonics. I've had deer get downwind to me um, and I got busted. Right. Ozonics really shines when you have an absolute um, straight wind. There's not a lot of movement in it and there and you're not fighting any type of thermal current. Right. Mm -hmm. So here's the example. Uh, I'm on a south facing slope with a south wind. The sun goes down. Thermals are pulling down, but the predominant wind is pushing against it. And you get like a distorted. Everything's distorted. Right. Mm -hmm. Ozonics doesn't doesn't necessarily shine at that moment. OK, because mm -hmm. the, the, the back and forth of all of the air, air currents and air movement there where it does shine is a real consistent wind where you can place that thing over your head and that goes down over top of your scent and that's where it shines but on inconsistent winds where they say you know you should be moving it back and forth all the time and adjusting it when the wind adjusts but there's times where the wind is so sporadic especially like uh guys who hunt big hill country or like big timber country and mm -hmm. up in those up in the bottoms there where the wind shifts so much, it would be very hard to use it and use it accurately. Yeah, no, I, and I get it. Like, I think if they do catch a combination of ozone and your scent, it maybe it feels like you're further away. Exactly. That's, that's what I feel. I feel like 40 yards instead of 40 yards, yards you're maybe a hundred yards away. Right. They still right. don't and take there, too many chances, but there are times when, you know, you'll catch a dumb one, especially in the rut he'll he'll catch you but he sees a doe that he's got to go chase right so is what it i is. had a, a couple of years ago when i was using that product regularly i had a doe literally catch my wind and come in i think out of more out of curiosity right and and, and she got shot but uh but i just haven't you know i tend to play the wind more yeah now, but i, I always guess, do. you know yeah for the listeners that's a that's another product to keep in mind if you're yeah. in the market for nozonics Here's what I'll say about Inozonics is I am very aggressive with my wind. All right. Mm, my number yeah. one target buck got downwind to me one day before I put an arrow in him and he busted me. Okay. Why? Because of a shifting wind, right? It wasn't, mm -hmm. it was, it was a little, a little straight South. I needed it to be, or Southeast. I needed it to be South Southwest. Okay. And mm -hmm. so, it does, I'm really aggressive in my wind setup. I would be less aggressive if I didn't have an Ozonics. You know what I mean? I would be more 
hey, I need a west win only. Anything out of the south, I don't want to take the chance. I think you've just sold me on reusing my ozonic stand. Yeah. I I I've had some uh some swirly I've been hunting the bottoms in the morning. That's where, you know, a lot of the bucks are coming off the ridges trying to get as much uh uh detail or in, intel as they can and you know, crossing, you know, we got hub scrapes and we got, yep. you know, doe tracks and and so it is, can be very swirly down there. So yep. um in fact tomorrow morning I'm gonna go out and I might I might bring my ozonics. You do it. So you do it. Well, Dan, I think I've stumped you. Um, I really tried hard to sell you on, especially the the heads up decoy. I'm, I was, I really thought, <laughs> I thought, uh, you know, I thought you you were gonna bite, but uh, I thought you were gonna pull out after that one, like okay, the acorn cruncher, or <laughs> <laughs> or the hey, you know, back in the day there was know, a product called the Deer View Mirror. Do you remember that? I've seen that. I've seen that. So yeah. it's a, it was a mirror, a, a rear view mirror attached <laughs> to this long cable that you would put out in front of you so that you could, you could see behind you without having to turn around. And I'm just like, holy shit, who, that guy is going to go bankrupt. No one's going to buy we, that product. We are, us as gear nerds are, I mean, I... I'll tell you another one that's a little bit like that. And you may remember this one. It's a grunt tube that runs the full length of the tree. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yep. Yep. (laughs) So it sounds like the grunt was coming down from the bottom. Yep. Yes. That one. But just imagine if that was hooked up next to your tree stand urinal. Do you remember that? Where you would piss in a urinal and and it would go straight down to the ground. A tube would go all the way down to the ground. I just imagine like taking that down and then forgetting about it. And it just like destroyed the scent is so disgusting after an entire winter of it sitting there. And I never cleaned it. You know, if they would have made it like you could use this as a urinal right. or a grunt or a tube. Grunt tube. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's it dual. Would have it would have worked. <laughs> um, but but no, unfortunately, they only marked it as a grunt tube. But yep. I just thought, well, how ridiculous! Yep. I mean, I'm going to carry that big old thing in and strap that to the tree. Hey, but man, uh, anything, anything, anything to make some money. Yeah, I mean, we really just need to save our money and move to move to Iowa. That's that's the key. So yep, yep. Don't but, do uh, that. Uh, well, hey Dan, I. Um, Appreciate you having me on, and yeah. I appreciate you letting me challenge you to to to, to spend some more money. But yeah. uh, I think you I think you beat me, so that's I think right. you won. Hey, that's all right, man. Uh, the good thing is, is that we talked about gear on the episode. We talked about um, the fact that people really need to pay attention to the Black Friday sales. Keep an idea of what type of gear that you need to upgrade, and then uh, keep an eye out for you know those black friday and cyber monday deals and maybe you can take advantage of finding some very good you know price cuts on products that are otherwise super expensive yeah for sure like i said this is this is that time of year every year i pretty much or every other year maybe i'll buy like my crispy boots for example i know you like them like crispy you know they'll go on sale and uh you know they I mean, you can save a lot of money on stuff like that. So Absolutely. it's just all about being proactive, keeping an eye out, get the app, get the go to those websites, and you know, and, and keep track of uh, whatever it is that you feel like you need 
for this hunting season. And, uh, you know, uh, but uh, yeah, I appreciate you having me on, Dan. And, uh, you know, I, I, I do have uh, um, a new podcast myself. You mind if I mention it? To yeah, your, go for to it, man. Go for it. Yeah. So um, I, I recently launched uh, Hunt Detail. Uh, it's it's a, a podcast about uh, a little bit about gear and a little bit about woodsmanship. It's a solo cast uh, where I'm just sort of sharing my thoughts on some of this stuff. Um, I I found myself listening to a lot of solo casts and and so uh, that's recently launched. And then uh, my YouTube channels by the same name and so also by Hunt Detail. But uh, so yeah, hopefully you folks can can take a, can check that out uh, if they're interested. Absolutely, man. Uh... We'll send them your way. Appreciate your time, and good luck for the rest of the season, man. Hey, likewise, Dan. I know you're going to kill a big one. I appreciate you having me.